Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Now, first of all, this Saturday we'll see the Fighting Blindness Retina 2021 Public Engagement Day, sharing important tips and advice for people living with impaired vision. We'll discuss some of the methods and opportunities that are out there. One story that caught uh, our attention of how you can continue to live a fulfilled life with impaired vision is that of Connor Lennon, who learned the piano after becoming blind. Good morning, Connor. Good morning, how are you? I'm not too bad at all. Thank you very much for taking our call this morning. Uh, You had diabetes as a child, is that correct? I've had diabetes about 22 years now. I got it when I was nine. You are old now, can I ask you? I'm 31. And uh, so tell me a little bit about the diabetes and how how, how that all came about. Um, When I was nine, I, I think... Most people noticed I lost a lot of weight, so it was, it was all the kind of key symptoms. I was going to the toilet a lot, and I'd never stopped being thirsty. And then I think I was on my first day of one of the GAA summer camps, and I just passed out coming off the field. And sure, from then it was hospital diabetes, and there you go. <laughs> and did, did the doctors tell you how it, how it happened? Or? It's usually genetic for type 1s. Like, ah. say, it wouldn't be caused by influencing factors. It's just something you're going to get. So how did it affect your life? Oh, like cut out all the sugar, switched to all the diet drinks. I was doing blood sugars a couple of times a day. I'd give a few injections a day. It's one of the things, when you get it under control, it's grand. But if it's not under control, it's a problem. Was it a shock for your parents? I actually think it was probably more of a shock for them than it was for me. Like, I was only nine, so it was kind of just... I remember, like, the first few days in hospital, it was, oh, well, you're going to have to do these injections. So I think what they did back then was they practiced on an orange... And sure, within the first day or two, I just thought it was so cool to be able to do this. So I was just doing it as much as I could. So it didn't really phase me that much. But I, I'd say they struggled with it a fair bit because they probably knew that there was going to be complications along the lines and it was going to be a struggle of anything. And were there complications? Um, I had a few run-ins with, like, say, having the wrong insulin and having to go back into hospital. And then I had a, a DKA back in 2009. And that put me in hospital for a while. But from there, like, it's not been too bad, but apart from the you know, the eyesight, eyesight problems. Did you say DKA? Yeah, it's called diabetic ketoacidosis. It's when um, your blood sugars run too high for too long and it causes your, I'm pretty sure it causes your blood to become acidic and that causes a lot of problems and ends up, you end up quite sick from it. So it, it didn't really interrupt your childhood as such, did it? No, not really. Like, it, it got you out of things. Like, to say during the day if you needed food you could kind of leave the classroom and go down to the canteen and get food and come back and sure you'd you'd work your way around it and have fun if you get me and were you aware at that stage connor that things were going to deteriorate to for instance where you're at now oh no not a clue and i wouldn't have even said three or four years ago i would have had a notion about it like you get these did it not come up in conversation you always get the complications from it but you don't think like the more, the more severe like to say like I think amputation for your feet is one of them because I know circulation for diabetics is a lot of problem and then so eyesight's another one there's a few other things that like you can have problems with but they're all little things like there's always there's, there's thousands of diabetics out there that have no problems so you just kind of assume that you fall into that category Now as you got older uh things began to change, your body began to change, your eyesight began. What was, the f- what was the first telling point in relation to your sight? Well, I was going... Now, in all fairness, I probably had noticed this 
something before, but I hadn't put it together. So I was training quite heavily in the gym. And when you are training a fair bit, you can get floaters from lifting weights in your eyes. So, you know, you can get little black spots kind of floating. And they're kind of just linked to weightlifting and stuff like that. But then on um, a Monday when I was going into work, I was getting out of the car. And I can't remember what exactly I did. But I know I closed the boot or the car door and I caught myself in the head. And I gave myself a fair whack. But sure, I got up and I went into... I got up and I went into work like I was doing like normal. But when I was when I was teaching, I was teaching swimming at the time. When I was teaching, I noticed kind of say clouds forming in the front of my vision, and they turned from say red to grey to black over the next few hours. So I went to the hospital, and that's when they said, "Right, you've got retinopathy from diabetes. We need to get going on this." At what age were you? Twenty nine, twenty eight. So it's only a few yeah. years ago. Yeah, it's only in the last couple of years. Okay. So um, from there, I went off and went to the matter and they did loads of little laser treatments and they did little injections into your eyes and I had a few surgeries just to remove bigger blood vessels that had burst. And that went on for about two years. And then I think at the start of COVID, back in, what was that, 2020? Oh. Yeah? Yes, sir. Um, er- everything was going pretty well. I was still working and then I was still driving and all the lo- all bang And... I know we had a great start to COVID and we were doing all the things that everyone was doing, like all the gardening and just like, you know, family stuff, baking, playing games, doing everything you could do at home. And I think in June, I we, we bought a trampoline for the kid and I think we put it together and it was one of the hotter days of the year. So we spent a good hour and a half trying to not fight and kill each other, putting together a trampoline and we got it together. And I said, right, I'll go into the shop to get a few drinks and a few refreshments for the evening, like just so we could chill out on the trampoline. And I think I got two seconds outside the driveway and I realised I couldn't see a bloody thing. Like, <laughs> So I had to come home and go, oh no, right, what next? So from there it was the hospital and from that point I was I was confirmed legally blind. Like, So it was, it was, excuse me, it was like the screen went blank just suddenly. It was like, what's the best way? Imagine that above your head there's a load of ink and then if you were to break the ink and if it was to start coming down over your vision, I hear you. Kind of, kind of that way. So just imagine that there's blood running down the front of your eyes, but it was in the back of my eyes, if you get me. So that's what I could see. So from there, that was that. And sure, it's just been a rigmarole of fun since then. Emotionally, how did you handle it at the outset? Um, rough at the start. I was a bit of a... I was let be a little bit of a, a loose cannon. And... That calmed down after a while, and after that, I saw I did counselling and stuff, and that helped quite a lot. And then I just kind of fell back into life. I don't know how that I don't know how that plays out. Like, but I I went back to doing everything that you're meant to do, and I just found ways of doing it. You sound to me like you have great resilience, and I, I please I'm I don't want to sound condescending, and I'm not. You sound like you have really some serious built-in resilience. We had some serious time to think about it. Like, when this all happened, it was everyone stays home and everyone's... Like, I think COVID probably did a world of good for... I know it's a horrible thing to say, but it did a world of good for me sitting at home because I wasn't missing out on anything. Like, during the times when I was adapting and learning to do things again, everyone else was still doing the same things I'm doing. So we were sitting at home. I was learning how to get around the house and make food and, like, make cups of coffee, just silly things that you don't think you need training on, but you kind of do when you can't see. So in the time that we were all staying at home, because we had to stay at home, 
I was learning in that point. Can I ask you, how did it affect your, your relationship with with Aoife, your better half? She was great. <laughs> she she stepped up hugely. Like, like from the second, the, the day after I went in, in the June after the trampoline, by the time I got home, I was on four or five different courses for mobility and for tech and for everything to do with the NCBI and everything to do with fighting blindness. She had contacted absolutely everybody. And all I had to do was the next week was turn on the laptop and do the courses. And I don't think she gave me a second to go, well, you're not going to be hanging around. You're just getting on to these. So she fought really hard for us, if you get me. I guess. And oh. she, for, like, she kind of forced me. Not, not force isn't the right word. She got me on to them without question. So I had no time to kind of go, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh, I want to mope. And it was just straight into these courses. And they, it worked. Like, it, it got me through everything very, very smoothly. You have a little son? I have Noah. He How is old is he? Seven. He's seven. He, he is coming to terms with it. He forgets some of the time, but not all of the time. So, like, he will try and get away with things by saying, I'll be sure, Dad, you couldn't see that. <laughs> and then, <he> will, <laughs> then some other times he will forget, or I think he forgets, and he'll lob a football at me and he'll smack me in the jaw. So, can, can I ask you, are we talking zero vision? No, we're not talking zero vision. I like, I have patches of vision in, so say in my left eye, I have no central, but I have some peripheral. And then in my right eye, I have some peripheral and not central. The other okay. way around, can't remember. Try to look through here now. In my right eye, I've got some central, but no peripheral. In my left eye, I've got no central and some peripheral. So it's kind of the opposite, if you get me. Some of us might take to the drink, but you took to the piano. I took to both. <laughs> <laughs> I took to both, but only one of them helps, really. Yes. Tell me about the piano. December, I think my dad said at first, he says, you need a hobby, because Noah went back to school, because they were all back open. Aoife works in a crash in Drada, so she was back in full-time, and I, got a, I have a dog. We got one during, the, like, during June of last year. So in the mornings, I was getting up and walking the dog. And then from about 12 o'clock onwards, I was doing absolutely nothing. I was cleaning the house. I was trying to do a bit of gardening, whatever I could do. But I was really bored. So my dad said, I think one of the, um, they had given a piano to a friend of theirs years and years ago. And I think they wanted to give it back. So they said they put it into the house. And I said, sure, we'll take it. I'll give it a try and see what happens. And I, I downloaded an app called HD Piano. And it just clicked. You just copy what they're doing and play it. Well, you sent us a sample of your piano playing, uh, and we're going to listen to it now. Just bear with us.
That was The River Flows. Now, uh, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, how, how long did it take you to master that? That took me the longest part of my life that I ever felt like. It took from, I'd say, February to April, May kind of time. And I'd say my family, my son, everyone hated the song by the time it was finished. It that took a huge, <laughs> huge amount of time. I don't know why. It was just that song I got stuck on. But it was one I'd heard years ago. I can't remember where it was. It was an old house. Someone played it for me. I kind of went, oh, that's lovely. So I said, right, that's the one I'm going to learn as my first kind of bigger piece. Did you get me? I do indeed. On a lighter note, uh, that, that piano that you were playing on, that's the same piano that you you played silly beggars with when you were a child. Your mother was paying oh, for piano. Yeah, 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 Your mother was paying for piano lessons, but little Connor wasn't taking any piano lessons. No, they shouldn't have put a shop across from the piano lessons, please. <laughs> 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 she should have made sure I went inside. <laughs> Lovely to no, talk look, to you. I, we tried piano lessons when I was a kid. I did a few. I didn't particularly like it. I, I, I took the money, I went over to the shop. I loaded up. This was before I had diabetes. I loaded up on sweets and bottles of like Coke and stuff like that. And I think I went and I hid down beside a tree at the end of the road in the Nall. And I sat there. I ate them for an hour. And then Mum came back. And sure, I had a great day at piano lessons, according to myself. <laughs> Listen, but, um, what's in store for you? What have you planned for your for the future? Next, I have a few little things going on. I've started back working in the Chinese. It's completely different to what I've ever done, but it's something I can do at the moment, and it's an income. Um, I'm looking at loads of little different things. I need to find another course to do. I need to practice more piano. I need to get back exercising sometime soon. That's one of my main things, to get back exercising. And by that, I'm really just readapting with friends and stuff like that. So we're going, we're playing we're going out to different places we're doing little different things here and there and we're just going back to living like normal do you see yourself making a living out of the pinano no I see myself having fun with it okay I think if something becomes money orientated I might lose the drive for a little bit okay like at the moment it was I think whoever there was a man that came out for the independent to take the picture for the one that you saw was not yes, yes. the thing and he said to me, have you ever seen Succession? And I think it's is it a TV show on Sky or something like that. And he said that the intro music for it is a piano piece and it's meant to be very, very good. And I spent the last four days trying to learn that and, and I'm not going to lie, it's one of the harder songs you've got to learn. But that's what's on my mo- mind at the moment is just learning that piece. And part of that, working and I don't think we've had plan this weekend, but sure, we're meeting up with family when we can and me and Noah, we're going walking around the forest and stuff like that. Like, I think the main point that I try and point across for this whole sight loss thing is you can pretty much do everything. Like, there's not the things that you're going to struggle with, but like, there's nothing that doesn't really it can stop you doing. Life is good. Life is good. Bar, as I said, bar driving, you can't drive. <laughs> Listen, it's been inspiring talking to you. If you have a message for people listening this morning who might be feeling low, or if they've had a diagnosis, or their life is just feeling a bit shitty at the moment what would you say to them where do you want to be how do you get there do it thank you very much we'll leave it at that but before I let you go actually the, the forthcoming Fighting Blindness Retina 2021 the public engagement day is taking place virtually on Saturday November the 6th from 10am to 2pm are you taking part in that I will be I'll be locking on they give lots of little like different speeches and different kind of uh, little videos on things on things that they're doing 
So it might be on different parts of, like, say, different diseases for the eyes, and it'll give you a bit of information on them, see where they're going with it, and see kind of what outcomes they're looking for or what they have planned for the future. And how people can how can people go online? Yeah, you go online to fiveandlimes.ie, and then you can look it up and sign up there. And that's this coming Saturday, is that correct? Saturday, I think yeah. it's from 10 till 2, isn't it? Very good. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. That was Connor Lennon. After the break, we'll be talking to Dr. Bill. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.